I'm glad you didn't have to go to jail for that. Dad without a dad production. Hey everybody, welcome to How to Be a Dad Without a Dad. How to Be a Dad Without a Dad. My name is Jose, Jose de la Roca, and you can follow me at Dad Without a Dad, at Dad Without a Dad. But most important, go subscribe to my YouTube channel, my YouTube channel. On YouTube, just search for Jose de la Roca, Jose de la Roca, and you will see my upside down chia pet face. Click the subscribe button and enjoy those stupid, funny videos I do. And with me is always the one, the only, the guy that just met my son, Andy. Hey. Andy, what's up? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm very good. Uh, It's very dark and dreary in the UK now. It's uh, Halloween night and bonfire night. It's not far off. So there's loads of fireworks going on around me. Uh, So, yeah, it's quite spectacular. Yeah, you said that your son was a little, uh, you know, uh, what did you call it? He was not falling asleep well. Yeah. He and then you said, uh, so for us here in the United States, can you explain what G4 or whatever that thing is? G- <laughs> G4. Uh, no, the, no got... the, the thing that you're talking about. Oh, uh, Guy Fawkes Night. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, that November thing. 5th. Uh, that's when basically we commemorate uh guy Fawkes trying to blow up the houses of parliament um on the 5th of november so it means that like fireworks are sold pretty much mid mid october onwards um but basically everyone just gets them for like halloween shindigs that they're doing um on the like uh weekend after halloween the 31st of october and then there's just fireworks pretty much going solid for like the next two weeks uh which is really cool uh introduced that to my son today because uh, we went out in the in the evening because he had a really really long nap and um there were fireworks going all around and he found it really really fun um but they keep going and obviously the loud noises can can keep him up but i'm hoping we should be good. Shouldn't be like last episode. I should be able to keep him, uh, keep him settled. Should be now, nice. uh, let me ask you this: like here in the United States, it's well. By the way, I'm just going to speak about California because I don't know the rest of the states. And if you are listening in the UK, there's uh, federal laws which apply for everybody, and there's state laws that apply only to the states. So that I know in the state of California, it's illegal to you know you know pop fireworks unless it's fourth of july but my my question to you is like is there something like that where you live or is there something like that in the uk meaning in england i I don't think so there's no real i mean it makes it sound like the wild west but it's not um (laughs) i think it's kind (laughs) of the last three months of the year uh fireworks are kind of on sale uh i would say um so october november december but mm, they probably get taken off sale last couple of weeks in november there's no real like sound pollution laws i mean there there, there are but they're mostly apply to like people doing um like roadworks late at night and stuff like that which people don't do but apparently on weekends it's totally fair game to just have fireworks going off all the time so uh, so it, I like in the evening, obviously. So can I go buy them on March and pop them? 
No, you can only buy them literally October, November, December. Oh, and that's okay. it. There you go. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now, question cool. number two. How did uh, your son do? Was he amazed? Scared? So what we did is we there's like a massive field that's by my house, which is really, really handy. Um, and basically, we just walked out to there. Uh, it's not really near any like major fireworks displays, but there was enough people around like buying fireworks and just having their own private things in their home. Um, so we just stood there, watched for like 25 minutes. He thought it was awesome. Um, he His response was mostly like, oh, no. And then suddenly, <laughs> oh, wow. And then like, oh, and then, oh, don't worry. It was like, yay. So it was all kind of all over the place. He, he definitely he responded to them. Uh, whether that is in means of stress or fun, I think it was kind of that mixture of both. Uh, so yeah, it was quite it was quite useful. Thinking about taking them to a proper display, but I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, all the fireworks that we saw were like I don't know, like four roads away, or like three hundred feet away, or four hundred feet away, like kind of in the distance. So I don't know what it'd be like if he was like if they were popping like right on top of him. I don't know. So my experience with that is that. Um... Uh, I guess most kids don't like fireworks at the early stage. Yeah. But then for some reason, like they get over it. And <laughs> when they get older, they're fine. Like my son hates them. And it's but it's like probably like your son. Like if you see him on the sky, they're nice. But if you're close to it, they're like super scared. So my son is like yeah. that. So when we do 4th of July celebrations, he doesn't come out of the house. He doesn't want to do anything. He's super scared. But if we're driving down the freeway, he sees them. He's like, oh, cool. So and for what I've seen, uh, every time we do a 4th of July gathering, my nephew started saying, I used to not like them either. And then everybody's like, yeah, when I was little, I never liked them. And then other kids are like, yeah, when I was uh, my son doesn't like them or stuff like that. So. The general thing is like, yeah, they don't like fireworks, but once they know they could blow up shit, they do. So I don't know. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, I think it's that. I think it's like I because obviously when when you're near them, you hear the sound and you see the light. Um, whereas obviously the further away you are, you see the light first and then you hear the sound. So it's not quite as um, as jarring, I think. Um But yeah, I don't know. I think we're probably going to wait. Like his his bedtime is like is still around about seven ish, um, and most displays don't kick off until like eight thirty around here. So yeah, I wouldn't want to keep him up for it. Like I can't imagine anything more stressful than like going to a like fireworks display when you're tired and two hours after your bedtime. That would suck. Nobody would like that. But yeah, and if you hear any background noise, it's because my son is around here. And my girlfriend is somewhere around here, too. I was just cleaning the cookies that <laughs> he left all over the mic. <laughs> Jose, it's okay if you left some cookies on the mic as well, man. It's totally not a problem. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't know. be complaining. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you never complain about your own farts, right? You only complain about somebody else's. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um <laughs> What uh, my son laughed is starting to laugh reliably at his own farts and own bodily functions now, which is um always great. You should see. Never here. gets old. You should see here. Um, what I was gonna say. Wait, so it was Halloween. My son yep. was Hiccup from How to Train Your Dragons, and I painted my teeth black, so I was toothless. And unless you're a parent, 
you will not get it, but hopefully you get it, Andy. And you, yeah. what were you guys? So, Besides lazy? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so there's a couple of things. We, in, in the UK, Halloween is kind of more, it's more of a kid's thing or like a single adult's thing, right? Uh, so what I mean by that is like you'd get dressed up, uh, dressed up if you're like a couple and you go to like a, a party or young kids. Obviously, they dress up and the, uh, my son dressed up for nursery, like playgroup. Uh, and he was a skeleton. Um, the reason why <laughs> me and my wife chose that costume was because at the moment my wife is out of the country still. And I was like, I don't want to put any extra pressure on myself. Uh, like I'll get my son ready for this thing, but it needs to be easy like zero effort. Um, so we got him a skeleton onesie outfit. Um, it was like, like a black, like nylon thing with like uh, a skeleton like pattern on it um, with a hat. He didn't wear the hat and uh, it was great. Uh, I didn't dress up because um, uh, I think I wore like a spooky t-shirt, <laughs> which is basically just uh, undead Pokemon on a t-shirt, which is quite cool that my wife got me again um, for Japan, actually. And uh, yeah, that, that was it. Um, he was still it was still cool. He, he still blended in a nursery. He was still excited to see everyone in their cool little outfits and uh, everyone was happy to see him in his cool little outfit as well. So, uh, But next year, man, we're going to go for it. Let me just say that you missed the greatest opportunity of your lifetime where you were in total control of your one-year-old and you could have dressed them up as whatever you wanted and you could have been whatever you wanted. Yeah, that's true. And that's you true. missed the opportunity because next no. year... You're going to be like, hey, let's be this. And there's going to be a, a girl voice saying, no, I don't want to be that. <laughs> and let me turn to the left and see if my girlfriend's here. <laughs> and say that you missed the greatest opportunity of your life. Or you guys could address this. Whatever. Well, let me ask you this. Did you take him out trick-or-treating? No. Too uh, young. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Uh, well, I guess so. Yeah, he would get scared. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Uh, and also, there was a weird thing around our area where they switched off all the streetlights. So it was like completely pitch black. Um, yeah, which was absolutely bizarre. But it was cool, though. Now, do, does your neighborhood, do they give out candy? It's a good candy? Yeah. Or they're like yeah, cheap but it's ass. different. Like, so in the States, obviously, it's a much more... Uh, this is my impression of seeing that culture from the outside is... In the U.S., it's a much more traditional. Uh, it's been it, it it's it's been part of American culture for a really 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 long time, whereas in U.K. culture, it's still kind of a relatively new thing. Halloween, I would say, like it's still been around for like thirty plus years, but the whole trick or treating thing. Uh, I think every year more and more people are getting into it, and it's becoming a bigger bigger deal. Halloween in this country, um, which is great because I love Halloween. Um, but there's like an unwritten rule, which is like. If there's no Halloween decorations on the front of your house, then those guys aren't giving out sweets, candy, whatever. Well, that's like um, everybody's rule, though. Yeah. How was it? That's uh, everybody's rule. You don't go knock on somebody's house that doesn't have any decorations or at least oh, the light okay. on. Yeah, the lights off thing is definitely something we did. <laughs> I'm trying but to... yeah, no, it, it, we we saw I I saw lots of trick or treaters around uh, doing stuff. Um, so I think it's getting bigger and bigger every year. And we had we had trick and treaters come around here as well. Um, and yeah, gave them some cookies 
uh, and some, uh, I think it was some Cadbury's Heroes. Yeah, it was all right. Wait, you don't see that? No, what's that? You can see? No, no, no. Oh, you cannot see me. Never mind. I'm showing you all the candy we got. We got like a 20 pounds of candy, bro. Whoa. So here's a question, Jose. How do you like, how do you ration that? Now, like, does, you uh, sorry, but does, did you, uh, did you give your son any candy at all? Kind of a, there was a Halloween bake sale thing happening at Playgroup. Um, so we just bought a load of cakes. So I, I, I gave him two cakes, I think. Uh, and we went to uh, my sister-in-law's like Halloween party thing. Uh, she's got a uh, four-year-old um, uh, daughter. And uh, we went around there and had a spooky good time with like cakes and toffee apples and all that stuff. It was cool. How do I sort that? Um, so this, yeah, so my son has the same thing with you that they do yep. like a parade. Uh, mm -hmm. where like they just go class to class showcasing everybody's custom it's funny mm -hmm. how like things like that you know it's the same thing over there and over here and then uh, i usually take him with me every time i go see him or i go for an activity to school i bring him back with me and this time i was like all right everything's done uh let's go and he was like no i don't want to go and i was surprised i'm like why i'm like like usually it's he wants to leave and i'm like and i'm like what do you mean no i was like it got me on shock it was like what the hell are you talking about and then he's like yeah i don't want to go i'm like Whoa. i'm like why and then i'm like <laughs> i'm like all right i'm like why do you want to i was so in shock and i started putting everything away i went down to a car and i <laughs> i come up to his class and then i open the door and then everybody's having a snack and then that's when it dawned on me he only stayed because he knew he was going to get chips <laughs> he knows that he doesn't eat chips here so he yeah. was like he didn't even tell me he's just saying i don't want to go right now and i was like why and then i opened the door of his classroom and i see everybody eating chips like halloween chips normal chips and yeah. i was like ah that's why you didn't want it so we I waited for him to eat all his chips, and then we left. Then we went to uh, Denny's and had uh, pancakes. Oh, then we came nice. home, had a nap, and then uh, I gave him some fruit, and that was the first. And then that's when the sugars start. Uh, my girlfriend came, and she had like cupcakes, so I gave him a cupcake, and then I told him that he wouldn't not have candy until later on. And then I want to say he had like uh, ring pop. And for some reason, he likes he he thinks pretzels are candy, so he ate a lot of <laughs> he ate a lot of pretzels, and he had a ring pop, and he had some Reese's peanut butter cups, and we gave him here and there. But yeah, most of the candy that we got, we're gonna give it to my mother-in-law. So nice, nice. Wait, did you definitely keep some. Did you even get some of uh pretzels peanut butters? Are your favorite? Uh, so, uh, peanut butter M&Ms are totally my favorite. Oh, there you uh, go. And, and, and we don't sell them in this country. They're not available. Um, they're only available if you import them and like spend like a hundred, one pound or 50 on like a bag, which I think is like $2. Uh, no, it's more than that. It'd be like $3.20 on a bag or something, or maybe like 
two dollars eighty. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, pretzels, man, chocolate pretzels are the thing. I freaking love chocolate pretzels. They're great. Now, are you a milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Dark chocolate Hell all yeah. the way. Yeah. Uh, hey, so we got an email. <laughs> we, we did. We did. We got an awesome email. Um, is that like our first one ever, Jose? <laughs> Not really. We have、yeah. had emails because I'm always trying to get people's opinions and input and stuff like that. And、uh, this person had already sent me an email, and I do a promotional email for a podcast for stuff I'm doing, which you every week read and understand and reply. And I see that you never open it, but whatever.、Um, <laughs> open it most weeks. But I, yeah, we do. We. To get emails here and there, some people are just saying a couple things, and this one、uh, came from our friend Will, and then he just—I、uh, think the title said,、uh, "Yay, number one fan!" Because we were, you know, how we were talking about how basically our partners don't listen to us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we had the great and only Chatty P for our fiftieth show, and then so we were saying that Will was. Our new number one fan and Chatty P was our new number two fan, so the email started with、um, <laughs> "Yay, number one fan!" and then he went on to give us some input and things like that. But I gotta tell you, this has to be the best, the greatest email、uh, I received, and then I forwarded to you because you know the hello at josedelarroca.com. Hello at josedelarroca.com is managed by Jose de la Roca, which is I. And、uh, unless you want your own email, but you have like twenty thousand emails to answer every week, so I don't want to put that on you. <laughs>、uh, but yeah, so、um, you read it, right? Yeah, I read it. I thought it was、um, it was really useful. What I what I love about Will, and it, it, it's it's true when I used to work with him、um, at Free Jam, is like he's just a lovely all round person, and he's honest, and he gives you. Like really detailed、uh, feedback in a way that like you can tell he's thought about it, but you can also tell that he's like thought about what he would do in that position as well.、Um, but yeah, it's、uh, it was there's lots of lots of good stuff in there.、Um, oh, so the first thing that I noticed was how smart he is because he said some things that I didn't even know what it meant. <laughs> and the, his email is so proper. It's like you could tell the difference between a scientist and me. He just detailed everything. It was so cool. Instead of my emails, like, "Hey, yo, what's up? This is our podcast. Check it out." There you go. A link. <laughs> <laughs> you do gifts as well. You do、uh, gifts. I, well,、uh, you know,、yeah. we all have our strengths. And writing proper email grammars, and you know. Stuff like that are not mine, but let's see. So he started with saying how the audio quality got better, which is good. He's saying how we are right that it took us a little while to get our you know groove on,、um, and then he said how he loves the peanut butter song. He loves it so much. He likes to hear it all the time, and I'm pretty sure he wants to hear it now. But I'll play at the end. <laughs> He also told us that one of his favorite、um, em- uh, shows has been the fiftieth, the Internet Security, the Chicken Pox one, and number forty nine, which is the gaming show. Number forty nine, we basically dedicated the whole show for gaming, and then 
you kicked out a little bit and I asked a couple of good questions. So if anybody wants to check them out, uh, it's the gaming uh, show, which is show number 49. The Internet Security, which I, I don't remember that one. And the chicken pox. And the chicken pox uh, is actually <laughs> a little needle with a bunch of chicken pox. So just go look for that picture. And we and you guys could, you know, listen to them. Um, and then I'll go with a little more details on the email. But do you have mm -hmm. anything that comes out? Yeah. So uh, the one that totally hit me out on the head for me was the stop explaining how you guys met thing. Because I remember that we were doing that like all the time and i think we were doing it because we always wanted to introduce like new people to the podcast um but yeah uh we won't do that as much um the other stuff i really like the fact that he enjoyed the legoland uh, episode that was great uh i i that was just a great day to be honest um i think the the multicultural parenting experience stuff that is our usp i agree with him there um giving vo a voice to the uncertainty of being a dad like that is both of us in a nutshell, I think, um, like I think we're both confident in our dad abilities, but I think at the same time, like, you know, we're, we're, we're doing what we think is right. And, you know, we, we don't have any, you know, medical profession degrees or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I think that, so I think he, that our, he, our, he our, touched, our talking back and forth has been better as well. He touched on a really good point that I want to elaborate, but before <laughs> we do that, uh, <laughs> One thing that uh, I kind of liked how he, his analytical way of scientifically, you see, I can't even say scientifically, scientifically yep. analyze things. He said uh, that he was not going to count how many times I said, you know, you know, and it's one of the things that I do all the time and it kind of bothers me. Right. And then <laughs> he goes to say that. We as that we as in Americans, we use the phrase "you know" is uh, very common in America because it comes from the American habit up talk, up talk, and then he says Google it because I'm pretty sure you don't know what it is, and he's right. No, uh, <laughs> and he says which Europeans don't have it. It comes from the subconscious need for validation that American culture has put into me. It says Brits have this too, but we deal with with we deal with it differently. I noticed in the last podcast you asked, "Does my point my does my point come across a lot?" And that's important to you, but you do it well, so no worries there. So there you go. Did you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it's exactly what we talked about last last episode, dude. Ah, like it's. Uh, we we've all got these uh oh man I I'd say uh, a lot we've all got these um, visual audio cues that we do to kind of buy ourselves more thinking time right um, and like when we you and me do the podcast like I can see you we've got cameras on each other body language kind of does stuff as well um, and obviously that can't be picked up on the podcast but but it's yeah, funny that I he kind of totally he nailed it man he really nailed yeah. it in many ways because I do like one as the title of the podcast says i grew up without a dad and my mom was never around so i'm guess i'm always looking for validation and especially in in, in what we do it's a podcast we mm -hmm. want people to like it so we're looking for validation right um yeah. most of my life i'm guessing that i always wanted validation from 
my mom, uh, my dad, my peers. And we all want that, which is obviously. And it's true that, you know, in America, especially in social media days, we all want a validation. And especially me, like we were talking about a couple um, uh, shows ago, how like one troll was giving me hell for one stupid thing about an Xbox and he kept and I kept going for it, right? So it comes from that, like I need the validation. I need this person to stop yeah. trolling me and like me instead, right? Which is right, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is, but I think you like the first step of recognizing that 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 causes you anxiety is like identifying it, right? Because I totally have that as well. Um, uh, I. I like to think I'm quite a likable person, but if someone doesn't like me or they are absolutely horrible to me, sometimes I will actually go out of my way to spend more time with them to try and figure out what the issue is and to try and change their opinion, if you like. Um, It's mostly with bosses that I've had this, uh, and I've had this quite recently. Um, Well, not recently, a few years ago, but yeah, it's it's a really odd quirk, that one. Um, because ultimately you should surround yourself with people that are like, that are cool, uh, and that you like and that they like you. So the relationship is good. Like the, the Xbox example that you brought up is a really interesting one. Cause it's like, obviously she or he, whoever it was that was telling you about the Xbox, um, being the wrong price or whatever, they thought that they were trying to help, but they did it in such a dicky way. And then basically you just got a tete tete dickiness thing going on to each other. Um, yeah, it's a weird one. So we wanted to get your head around. Yeah, she wanted to be sarcastic, and she poked the wrong person because I'm the worst. Sar- I'm super. She's like, "Whoa, why are you scam? Like, why are you putting the price of a new one?" And I'm like, "Because it's free country, and I could do whatever the fuck I want." Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, uh, like, so- well, you know, he nailed it. I mean, this guy's amazing. I wish he could like analyze our show every day. So. <laughs> We so could. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him to to come on for sure because uh, he raised a, a really good interesting topic which is like uh, what was it? So I'm just looking through it right now. And then um, he and then something that you just like kind of said it but didn't go into detail because he said for me you're USP and I don't even know what he meant. <laughs> ah, so that's a marketing term, dude. So uh, it's uh, well, it can mean it's basically a unique selling point. Oh, you see, I'm telling you, man, yeah. that's how amazing he is. Uh, I'm like, what? I'm supposed to be a marketing guy, and so what, what was that? You getting there? Ultimate uh, selling so, point? Yeah, uh, unique selling point. Ah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that Will brought up, which I thought was a really interesting topic, was um, uh, once you hit the age of thirty or after thirty. There is a tendency for males to feel socially awkward and to feel socially uh, obsolete, um, which I thought was really interesting. It's just a really interesting thing because um, I think that comes from culturally no longer being on top of current trends and stuff like that. But obviously, that doesn't necessarily have to be tied to age. But I think if we get Will on, we should definitely talk about that because I think that's a really, really cool thing. Because um, I think when you're a, when you're a parent, you have that as well because you suddenly feel like what was it today? Uh, so obviously there's the world cup rugby world cup final today. Um, 
uh, and my son didn't uh, due to time zones like it happened at like 9am in the morning and, and my son didn't wake up until like 10 um, uh, or about half nine and basically I was like well I could watch the rugby or I need to get his stuff ready like for him to have breakfast and stuff like that and I was like well I'd rather do what I need to make sure he's okay and do everything there um uh so that's like an example of missing out on like a cultural thing that the whole of the uk is experiencing and exciting about or at least england anyway um but other things would be films music books stuff like that kind of feeling out of the loop um but we can talk about that another podcast because i think that's um like how do you combat that is it even a problem yeah i don't know no and i think the the other point that he he brought is nothing personal or anything how uh, I keep thinking of the word. No, it's, it's not genre. It's um, you know, female or, or male, right? What? what yeah, is, uh, gender. Gender. Sorry, <laughs> genre. Uh, is the gender thing, meaning how you know we're dads and we're able, we're supposed to provide for the family, and yep. ladies are supposed to take care of the family, and I think we're in a. I just had this conversation with somebody where we are in a different time now. I don't know how England is, but most of, even though the Latino community still has it, where like mm. you are the the dad and you're supposed to bring the money to the house and the girl supposed to cook clean and take care of the kids. I think we are experiencing something different in America where because of, you know, and this is more an American thing, right? Meaning like the way everything is now that mm. the male is more involved in the kid's life more because yeah. I think our generation, like you and I, our age, 30, you know, or, you know, 25 to 40 experience a lack of fatherhood, right? Either yeah. you yeah. didn't have a dad like we did, or your dad was there, but he wasn't really around because his job mm -hmm. was done by just going to work and bringing the money, right? And we had touched this this subject a lot because one, I'm kind of the opposite, I guess, of the you know that mentality where like <laughs> you have to just go to work and that's it i was raised by a single mom and she taught me to do everything so i'm like the other side i'm like basically i do it all and not because yeah. i have to it's because i want to and that's how i was raised like uh, nobody serves me food i actually tell them not to do it because I like it my own way. So everybody knows that I'm not going to be served by either a woman, a man, or whatever. I'm going to be the one who gets up and gets my own plate and starts helping people. And, you know, the that stereotype, I think, has been broken with me. And nowadays I see it more in other dads out there that, you know, it's not all about the woman doing the house chores and then the man just, you know, going to work and bringing the money. But I think I see it more that is more of an equal thing. Yeah. Even though I still have a, a thing that I 
I see a lot and I still get it that don't you think it's still weird if a male is a nanny? <laughs> yeah, I it's it's a weird one, right? Because like I I I, I the, the, there's like au pairs and nannies and like uh, there's a, a friend of mine is a primary school teacher, um, or at least he used to be, and he said that he was one of two males who a primary school teacher in this huge school that had like 20 teachers. There's this weird thing that happens uh, culturally where you're much more likely, like the percentage is absolutely insane. You're much more likely to get a female teacher of kids that are like under the age of 10 than you are males. Don't know why that is. Um, and then it kind of becomes equal uh, once you get to like secondary school. So like teenager age onwards or 11 onwards. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird one, but you get those gendered terms, right? Like, Uh, it's the whole thing between you're not really supposed to use the term actress now because by actor isn't a gendered term. Um, so it's always better to use actor, but what you were talking about, um, about like the, the gender norms and, and things like that, like in the UK, I think they've completely evaporated. Uh, I don't think there's any expectations or at least on the, not something that I believe anyway. Um, there's no expectations of like, man goes to work, mum needs to stay at home or major breadwinner goes to work or whatever. Like you, when two people are together and they decide to raise a kid, they are completely equal. Um, you know, case in point, uh, you know, my wife's been out of the country for a few weeks. Um, I've looked after my son, uh, throughout that time or our son throughout that time. Um, haven't felt like it's askewed any sort of societal norms or anything like that like it just felt it's it's a thing we're we're a team we work together um you know uh she's got to go away that's totally not a problem um i think there's always weird areas where the 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 historic gender stuff comes out though um for me it's cars oddly so at the moment i'm looking to buy a car um And it's been quite a stressful thing. Oh, uh, like uh, if you see a guy in a Miata, you're like, yeah, why? <laughs> yeah, it's not even that. Like it's, I, it, the, there's that side to it too. It's more <laughs> like, um, it's more like, uh, so I went to a used car place to like test drive a car. It was like a, a, a Kia Seed, um, which is like this hatchback thing. Um, and basically, uh, I, <laughs> I just spoke to my wife about that. I was like, I'm no, I'm not going to make this major decision without you. Like, obviously I'll wait until you're back in the country and we'll do it from there. Um, and I basically reserved this thing and then, um, was, was chatting to the guy. Uh, and he was like, uh, I was like, Oh no, I need to wait for a test drive uh, and then I'll do it with my wife. because obviously, you know, it's a major decision. We want to do it together. And he's like, I want to do it together. I th why don't you just buy it? you know, it's your car, whatever. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm cool. I'm not doing that. And the whole reason why he said that is because there's like this male culture with cars, which is like, you know, the man drives the car and the, the, the man picks the car and whatever. And it's, it's stupid. It shouldn't be that way at all. Um, or he's just a salesman trying to make a sale. <laughs> well, there's that as well. That, that's totally your point as well. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, I think, but you know the what? Cooking uh, things before, a really interesting thing before, before we, <laughs> You know how you were talking about the teachers and why, you know, so I'm very open. I mean, if you guys listen to the podcast, you would know that I have no, I'm like totally about like 
you know, gender bias and all that stuff. But I got to tell you, though, I do feel weird the time that at my son's school, there was a male teacher. And not because he was a male. He was also yeah. kind of weird. He had that stupid mustache that only porn stars have. So I always felt weird. I always told my girlfriend that food better not touch my son. Yeah. And I understand, like, why, you know, it's a stereotype because, you know, yeah. females. But I get the perv situation. And let me explain you why. So I went to my son's my son's class, right? He's in a in a class full of four year olds. Yeah. And basically you go there, you be with your kid, and you wait until it's your turn to go through all the classes with your son and parade and show their costumes, right? So mm -hmm. I'm always early. That's my the way I do it. I hate being late. So I was like 15, 20 minutes early. So I showed up and then I'm basically next to my son. And unfortunately, you know, not every parent is able to go to those things. So there's a bunch of kids that don't have parents, right? So I'm just sitting next to my son. My son is in one chair and I'm sitting in those little chairs. And we're just like talking. And here comes this little girl and he's like, she's like looking at me. And my son and I were just kind of talking, playing with his brand new sword that I got him that day. She comes to me. She op she gets my arm, puts it around her shoulder, and she sits on my lap, and she starts talking to me, and I feel super weird, and I'm like, what is happening? She's like, I like the sword, and she's like, what's your name? And I'm like, oh, my name is that, but she's like sitting on my lap, right? Yeah. And she has, she made my arm go around her, and I'm like, so I look to my right, there's some parents right there. And I just go be like, hey, did you guys see this? Like, you guys saw that, right? Like, <laughs> so if the, if the parent comes in walking right now, that, that wasn't me. I'm like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't pick up this little girl and put it on my lap. No, she came to me. She grabbed the arm and she sat on my lap. <laughs> and of, of course, you're, you're, you're a parent too. You don't want to push this little girl and be like, little girl, get the fuck out, right? Yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. she just wants, you know, somebody like a adult be there for her, right? Mm. but for society that's kind of weird if it's not your fucking kid right it's it's definitely weird i don't know how i would respond to that so uh, imagine this little girl comes to me and she's <laughs> talking to me she grabs my arm puts around her and then she sits on my lap and then imagine the dad walks into the door and sees me with her daughter on my lap i'll spark you out <laughs> that's pretty fucking weird it would be weird. Uh, point, yeah, point I mean, being, frankly, I've never had that happen to me. Point being, oh really? I always get it. Yeah, yeah. I oh, I don't know what's what's up with me and, and dogs and little kids. It's I think like, it's your height, dude. Yeah, or my beard, <laughs> or the beard. Yeah, for beard, the dogs. Beard. But or yeah, dog. like that stereotype. Uh, I don't mind still having it because I don't want a dude next to my son. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I don't mind. I think it's more like, it's like anything, right? Like the more, I think if it was a 50-50 split from the start and you had no expectations, I think it would be fine because it would be normalized. But because for young, for carers of young kids, like because it's mostly all females and literally 
until you mentioned that i was like nah that, that's completely different in the uk and then i thought about the play group that we go to and i was like oh no it's not there's not a single male member of staff holy shit then you feel yeah. good though <laughs> <laughs> i never thought about it before i like genuinely never did but yeah i yeah that's a really good point man my mind's kind of been blown uh bro if somebody comes to your house and be like uh I can't uh, a name for both male and female. Well, let's just say you thought it was a girl nanny that's coming to your house, and then a male yeah. shows up. Yeah, you're gonna be like, yeah, we're not home. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's I, that's throwing me through a loop. That thing, man. That observation throwing me through a loop. I don't know. I guess we're wow. gonna have to have Will come and teach us something. Yeah, we'll we'll get him on. We'll definitely get him on. And uh, I'm working on another guest as well, who we will get on very, very shortly. Um, and then the other part who, that he talked about how it's important for us to talk about things. And he said how interesting it was that I considered this therapy because I do consider this therapy because one, it's cheaper. Two, I don't have insurance. I cannot afford therapy. I mean, I should yeah. because I have issues to still work on it like right now i'm having anxiety because i'm going to be leaving soon and uh just stupid anxiety and uh but he says how the data shows that depression hits in men after the age of 30 and i mm -hmm. want to say that i think depression hit on me at the age of 30 you know uh i was in a rough path in my life at the age of 30 Fortunately for me, that I don't want to say that my brain helped me or something, but I just realized I needed to make a change. Unfortunately mm. for some people, they don't do that change. They're not able to do it. And unfortunately for society, it's like there's nothing you could do to really help somebody that is an addict because an addict has to help himself before it's able to be helped by others. Mm. But depression is a big thing. It could you know, manifest in different ways and you never know what people could go through. But for me, this is, you know, a way to express my feelings and be like a therapy. And then, you know, sometimes say, you know, a lot and realize that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I, um, I, I, I think for me, uh, so my, my, my father passed away when he was, you know, what we view quite young nowadays. So like, Uh, I think it was 48. So it is young. Um, so I had, once I hit 30, it kind of corresponded with some career changes that I'd made as well. Uh, so yeah, I definitely, you know, the, there's the midlife crisis anecdote is something that we always hear, right? Like, you know, a dude, slightly balding dude who's overweight going out to get himself a sports car because he never had an opportunity to do it before. Um, I think there's a, there's a weird kind of dichotomy that happens where like, You know, you are settled in a job, you've got a job, you've how, how home life is kind of sorted, and then you're looking for the next thing. But then I think it's quite natural for some people to feel trapped during that process. Um, and yeah, definitely, definitely happened to me in the past 100%. And I know other men that it's happened to as well, where like they've just panicked or they've done something stupid or um, they've, they've basically gone off the grid for a while. Um, because they've had to 
basically rejig their life in terms of how they think about it um or they they panic because they're like is this it is this what i've achieved kind of thing um which is crazy when you think about it uh, i always get it with sports stars i don't know if you get it jose as well but like when so lewis hamilton is i think he's like 32 or something um or 33 or 34 he's, he's around about my age um and i remember him coming through in formula one and whenever someone says to him, uh, says to me his age, I'm always like, fuck, like, I'm that age. <laughs> That's crazy. Or like you get footballers who are like 18 and they're just coming on the scene. So another one would be like Lando Norris just started in Formula One. He's like, uh, he's 19. Um, it's just nuts. Yeah. But you know, I, like, I think... one thing I always say is never too late, right? I mean, I'm starting a new path in my life. Yeah. And it's better to try than not to try, right? I've been saying totally. that it's, you know, if, out we live in i live in the united states where i do believe everything is possible there's limitations and things like that uh work hard pace uh do it for the right uh, reasons pace um mm -hmm. there's enough for people out there so if you're like trying to bring somebody down because it's what you think is the right way to do it it's not just look for something else there's enough for everybody there's enough soup there's enough pie for everybody out there. Uh, if I don't get an audition, I could get another one, you know. And at least I tried. I tried to do yeah. something. You know, I do videos, stupid videos, just to make people laugh, but also to help me improve in different ways. I do this podcast not only to share our problems, our, our laughters, our things, you know, what we go through, but it also helps me with my diction. It helps me with, you know how to do a podcast, how to communicate with people, because I do have uh, an accent. I do have, you know, problems communicating my thoughts sometimes, and this helps. So the point is that, you know, you may think you're too old, but it's, it's at the end of the day, just go for it and try it. You know, the yeah. greatest thing that I just realized that, uh, and I always say that just know what you want to do in life is the best gift a young person could have and those those drivers they knew what they wanted to be since they were five right yeah 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 and i think that's that's the crazy thing isn't it i mean i i, I think that um it's just a weird kind of measure isn't it time uh based on achievement it's a stupid thing to to put those two together like it doesn't make any sense and like you're saying like uh i'm probably not going to be a formula one racing driver at this point and that would upset eight-year-old andy for sure but at the same time there's loads of other good shit going on in my life absolutely everywhere and it's fantastic and there's nothing stopping me you know probably apart from my wife but there's nothing stopping <laughs> me from um going out and spending like a grand on a car that i can just throw around a circuit uh potentially so you know i i think and it's part of those things when you're a parent right you realize holy shit, my own ambitions are not as important as making sure this tiny thing is good uh, and is supported uh, and provided for. So, you know, I do think it's true that when you become a parent, your dreams are no longer your dreams, or at least your dreams kind of are sidestepped as you start focusing on this other thing, which is way more important and ultimately way more rewarding, right? Like, um I used to uh, do this thing called iRacing, which was like simulating motor racing on um, on PC, uh, and it was great, and I got loads out of it. 
Um, but since my son's arrived, I haven't done any of that. Same in long distance running as well. Um, and that's primarily just because the, the, the focus kind of shifts, you know? Um, and I think that's a good, that's a good thing. It's that variation that you talked about, which is healthy. And it's the same thing as like, you had to know what your priorities are. And by the way, mm -hmm. there's always time for something, you know, totally. there's not the, the secret of life is balance, right? Like balance mm -hmm. of everything. You cannot be addicted to one thing. So, mm -mm. but you know what also cures uh, depression? Are you ready? What's that? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Are uh. you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Are uh. you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Uh. Out of the doorway, the bullets rip. Repeat to the sound of the beat. We have a little segment called Andy's Jokes. And if you're ever depressed, well, And these jokes can make it better or worse, depending on the joke. <laughs> There's no pressure this week. No pressure. No pressure this week. <laughs> And by the way, Will didn't say anything about your jokes, so we're going to have to ask him. <laughs> so if you guys want to be part of Andy's jokes, you can send us an email. Hello at josedelarroca.com. Hello. At josedelarroca.com And here is Andy With Andy's jokes All the way from England Fireworks and all Take it away, Andy <clears throat> So this week We have a Halloween-themed joke Which is from a play That I went to see yesterday uh, With my son Which was weird uh, And not very good But the joke should be good. <clears throat> okay. What is a skeleton's favorite food? Uh, you want me to ruin it? Yeah, ruin it. Skittles? What do you say? Skittles? No. No. Why would Skittles be it? Because uh, I'm dumb. <laughs> Okay, say it again. <clears throat> What is a skeleton's favorite food? I don't know, Andy. What? Spare ribs. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to do Halloween jokes, guys. It's I yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Do we have another one? No, we don't. That's it. That's it for this week. That's it for this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have fireworks related or maybe even a Guy Fawkes joke uh, the next time you come in. I'm going to think about those. If you want to be part of Andy's jokes, you can send us an email. Hello at josedelarroca.com. Hello at josedelarroca.com. We're also looking for a sponsor for Andy's jokes. You can send us an email, hello at josedelarroca.com, hello at josedelarroca.com. Talking about sponsors, go say hi to Doggy Dogs. You can send them an email at doggydogs at yahoo.com, doggydogs at yahoo.com. And if I'm correct, she does have a website now, right? Doggydogs.co.uk? Let me check. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she does. She does uh, because I follow her on uh, the Facebook, the Facebook, 
like we call it. And I think I saw a website which was doggylogs.co.uk. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Shit. Yeah. That looks awesome. There's lots of cute. I mean, even if you don't need your dog groomed in Portsmouth, uh, Hampshire, and the surrounding areas, if you just want to go and have a look at some cute dogs, uh, doggylogs.co.uk will sort you out. Um, yeah. You see? Luckily, she's not your sister. <laughs> she definitely is my sister, but that's fine. I mean, you can tell how much we talk because I didn't know she had a website. Uh, but yeah, she's uh, she's doing well. She's doing good stuff. She's doing um, dog's work. That is doggylogs.co.uk. Doggylogs, D-O-G-G-I-L-O-C-K-S dot C-O dot U-K. By the way, I'm not looking at anything. This is all <laughs> by memory. Yeah. So get your dog's groom and lock those prizes. <laughs> uh, before we go, you want to say anything besides thanks to Will and that wonderful email? Uh, massive thanks to Will, uh, obviously. Happy birthday to Charlie P as well. Uh, uh, my wife might be listening to this on the way back to the UK from Japan. If she is, uh, thanks for getting to the end. Appreciate it. Uh, if she's not, I mean, we'll have a chat when she comes back in and uh, there'll be a quiz. Uh, Are you going to tell her yeah. what happened to the cat? No, we'll save that for uh, I'll save that for probably episode 100 that we do, um, and see if she see if she gets it. So it's just one cat now, right? Never mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm I'm working on a second one, Doran. Okay, find it. And before we leave, we want to wish. Well, actually, say congrats to Will. He got married. We never said that. And the only reason we couldn't have him for episode number five zero is because he was actually enjoying his wedding and not listening to us dopes <laughs> before we go andy where can people find you you can find me at gaming goodness on twitter that's g-a-m-i-n-g-g-o-o-d-n-e-s-s and you can find me at dad without a dad that is on twitter and instagram at dad without a dad but most important go check me out on youtube just search for Jose de la Roca. And if you see a monkey looking dude saying hello to you, that is me. I have a couple of videos where you guys could check them out. Have a laugh with me. And don't forget to subscribe. Until next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you to Will. And congratulations to him. I want to say thank you to Andy. Say hi to his wife. Don't worry about the cat. And I want to say I love my girlfriend. And I love my son like you guys have no idea we do this for them to have a laugh i guess for you to enjoy with us and just remember that you're not alone guys we're here for you even though if andy only has one cat now <laughs>